quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm back with Michelle Carlson, and today we're going to talk Hello. about defiance. Yes, I think it's like the number one complaint from parents is defiance, or how do I get my kid to do this, and how do I get my kid to do that, which basically is defiance. I get a lot of questions about that, like... I've asked them 10 times to clean their room and I get so frustrated that then I start threatening or I start yelling. And I think that's what happens to all of us. I know that's what has happened to me in the past. Like I asked you 10 times to clean your room. So clean your room. Like Where that's did it. I hear the thing. I don't know if that was from you or I listened to so many things and read so many things, but something I was listening to said, if you compare that to adults, when you ask adults to do something, they're actually worse than kids. <laughs> like they take longer. Right? And when we, and I'm we, in a Bible study group and we chat in the beginning and when we try to have everybody come in, it takes mm-hmm. like 15 minutes. We'll be like trying to get everyone's attention and yeah. no one will be quiet and listen. <laughs> yeah. No wonder and we expect our kids it. though to be like Johnny on the spot. I told you to clean your room. You but like, Yes, mommy, I will clean my room right now. Like, it's not, it doesn't really happen like that. No. Um, but I've been there. I certainly remember a time where I went, I went really deep into kind of everything. But I, there was a time where I was really into bribes as a way to get my kids to comply because timeout was not no longer working because at first I tried timeout. Um, And so I thought, cool, use bribes. This will be easy. Like I can just give them something they want and I can get the behavior. And so every night it would be a television show and I would insist that they brush their teeth and have their pajamas on before they watch a television show. And that seems like pretty like a logical thing to do and that it's not pretty innocuous. It's not going to be that damaging. But the problem was, is that pretty soon it was like, oh, no, we want two shows. Oh, no, we want five more minutes. Oh, no, can I please not? I don't want to brush my teeth before my show. Can I just have the show first and then I'll brush my teeth? And then it became this whole negotiations because I was manipulating them 
into, you know, comply and they were, um, feeling manipulated. And so they were going to start to manipulate me back. And so this whole idea of defiance was that we were lacking the connection piece. And that's what I didn't realize because I just wanted them to brush their teeth and go to bed. Like, it's, is it that much to ask? And so then I ended up yelling and screaming and everybody would go to bed crying. And so it just was ended up being a single complete mess. And there wasn't a night where I didn't feel like it was a, such a struggle just to get people to go to bed. And I know this is not uncommon. I know there's a lot of people that go through say, this. this. Bedtime is so hard. And the other one is, you know, morning time, getting ready to go to mm-hmm. school or getting ready to go out. It's transitions, right? Kids have a hard time with transitions. And we have to take note of that, that transitions are difficult. But if we move in with bribes and threats and punishments and consequences and yelling and screaming and all that, it makes the transitions worse. And that's what we don't realize. What I didn't realize is that the big missing piece is that our kids need connection and that in those moments, instead of coming with the negative, we have to come with the positive. And I know that seems super counterintuitive, but that's kind of the where it's at is that People respond to positivity so much better. They respond to attachment. They respond to connection. They don't respond to being manipulated or yelled at. And I know we all get frustrated, but we have to take a minute and really say, okay, I'm going to make a concerted effort to make connection my go-to instead. And so what I did was I did special time and we're going to have an episode all on special time, but, um, you know, special time is all about connecting with your kids and being one-on-one and having them lead. And it's really a powerful tool. And I would do that, you know, with both of them a couple hours before bed. So I'd build in the connection before I was looking for the transition. And I think that's part of it too. It's like preemptive work. Like how can I get connected because I know there's a big transition coming up or how can I get connected? Cause I know there's like a big party with lots of adults around that used to be another big one for us where they get really disconnected and throw all kinds of tantrums. Mm-hmm. I know we have this special time episode and I also have a worksheet on special time. And so we're going to attach it to this episode as well. And it's all about what special time really is. And I don't want to get into spend too much time on it because this really is about defiance, but special time really is helpful. And so Gemma's going to attach that um, link to that worksheet all about special time to this episode as well. But ultimately, ongoing connection is what moved my daughters from almost complete utter defiance in every way to almost a hundred percent compliant now. And it didn't happen overnight. (laughs) There were days where I was like, oh yeah, forget this. I'm back to threats, back to bribes. (laughs) (laughs) But it really over time has worked. And if I'm building in connection every single day with special time and with listening and with speaking kindly and with coming with love and kindness, I have almost no defiance now. We were just talking about this. It's almost gone. They don't really say no anymore. Once you like fully get in to the Mm -hmm. connection, they don't really, I mean, they say no occasionally, but I mean, my 13 and a half year old just took my nine year old to breakfast and she's like doing it like just because she complied. She doesn't necessarily want to, but because she knows I have her back and because she knows that I'm endeared to her and that I will come with kindness and love with her. She reciprocates. 
And so that's when you get this reciprocal, you know, relationship with your child is when they feel that you're bought into them. They're not going to feel that if you use the punishments and consequences and bribes and threats and positive reinforcement and all that stuff that erodes the connection. So the other, the other piece I wanted to talk about it too, is that bedtime can be really isolating for kids. And we have to keep that in mind. A lot of kids fear going to bed because they're going to be alone. And so we have to, you know, make sure that we're recognizing that and that we're building deep connection before they go to bed because it's hard for little kids to go to bed alone and we have to have patience around that. I think so, it's hard for even me to go alone. Like I don't, my husband's a firefighter and he's gone all the time and the nights he's gone, I stay up till two in the morning because I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want to turn on, you know, like, but I think that's natural human. Like we're meant to sleep all together in a cave and not yeah. be left yeah. alone. That's right. Yep. And so I feel like, you know, this, there were moments where I doubted that this would work. Mm -hmm. And there were times when I still resorted to yelling and I went to bed upset, but I would take two steps forward and then one step back and then three steps forward and then two steps back. And magically over time, everyone went to bed feeling connected and happy. And there isn't a night we struggle with bedtime anymore and we haven't in years. And so I can't say enough about using connection and getting rid of the the rest. It really is magical. So, so that's too. my plug Even, for connection. So last night, because I'm thinking about bedtime now, Caleb, he was kind of off all day, but never really had a tantrum. So I was like, he must be just in a mood today. You know, there's nothing mm -hmm. I can do. But then bedtime came and they got these new electric toothbrushes. And his thing is the, both of my kids are always because we say to them, we can't control your body, mm -hmm. you know, and so they'll always throw it back at us like, well, you can't control my body. So you can't open my mouth and you can't brush my teeth. And so he was doing this to me last night. And I was like, OK, I'm not going to control your body. So he took his toothbrush. I'm a hygienist and a gigantic germaphobe. <laughs> so toothbrushes, I'm like, please keep your toothbrush clean. Like it only goes in your mouth or in the cup, like only. And he rubbed it all over the filthy sink. And I was like, okay, like my blood was boiling. And I was like, we cannot use that toothbrush anymore. I'm sorry. Where before I probably would have blown up, you know, and been like, how could yeah. you do that? But yeah, I stayed calm. And I was like, you cannot use that toothbrush. And then he lost it because he was so excited for his electric toothbrush. toothbrush. But he knew by rubbing it in the sink, he couldn't use it. Like he was clearly defying me because he didn't want to brush his teeth. So, and he needed an upset. Like, yes, he really needed to get it out. So, I mean, he cried for probably 30 minutes, was stomping on the floor. I actually haven't seen him act like that in a long time. But then mm -hmm. he came to and I just held him and I was like, I'm sorry, we're not using that toothbrush over and over. And then once the upset was out, we went back into the bathroom. We used his manual toothbrush. He read books and he went straight to bed. And that was yeah. that. That's a good point, Gemma. You're so smart too. I didn't even think of that because I think I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't have big upsets. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they sometimes they're being defiant because they need you to be like, mm -mm, no, I'm right here. I'm calm, but no. And so they can implode because they have something that's bothering them and they're using the toothbrushing or whatever it is to get it out. Right. And he always saves it till right till bed, you know, like we'll try all day where he'll be like doing stuff. And it's right before bedtime is the moment where he's like, I need to connect right now. Like I'm going to lose yeah. it on you. And everyone's tired and yeah. we don't want to do it then. It's the worst time. Mm -hmm. I get that. 
we should do a whole episode on self-care too i think we because should. That, oh my god yeah that put it on the list Gemma. put it yes. on the list thankfully i had worked out like minutes before that so i came back fresh and i was ready to like take what yeah. you threw at me but there are moments where i'm like i can't handle your feelings right now i'm so sorry because i'm not resourced enough but yeah i'm so proud of you that was good this episode is sponsored by byheart Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. Well, the other thing we have at bedtime is the number of books and that used to be a huge struggle for me like my kids would be like one more book one more mm-hmm. just one more mm-hmm. and I would always be like okay even though I didn't want to and I talked about this in episode one where like I was always taking detours like okay well I'll, I'll just speed read it if you do one more and now I'm like yeah. no I'm sorry I know you want that and you're gonna freak out if I say no but the answer is yeah. no you get two books yeah and then we go to bed yeah. The other thing with defiance, I say to people, if you've asked one or two times, mm, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's you're done. So you either get in and connect and find a way to be kind or you set the limit and that's okay too. But either way, you have to be ready for the fallout of whatever is going to happen, you know, and Don't it might take some time. Say, you say like kids, I can't remember how you word it, but they like naturally want to please us, right? They don't want to be defiant. Well, it goes all back to the way the idea of connection is that their brains are wired to connect with us because they, they innately know that they need us for survival. And so they don't want to rupture that connection. But when stuff wreaks havoc in their psyche, they don't have a choice because they get so dysregulated that they have to get it out. And sometimes the only way to get it out is to have a huge tantrum and that's okay. 
they're not doing it against us. I think that's the other idea is that we think that they're doing something that's triggered or that's um, directed toward us, that, that this tantrum is because of something we've done, you know, you and take it really it so personally. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I, I thought I was a failure because I'm like, these kids won't listen to me, but that's not at all what it was. Of course, because they're doing it against you, but you're the safe person. Right. And so, the, of course, they're going to do it against you. Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, when they're being defiant, you need to either stop and you just don't even address it and you start a special timer, like do something to connect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or then you have to set the limit because they know. Yeah. I mean, they already know. They're probably asking for it, right? <laughs> Yeah, they're asking for connection in one way or another, and it's just how, what's your avenue, you know? Yeah. Find find your avenue and get there, and you will. I also think that being silly is one of the best tools. Yes. It breaks up the tension so quickly in our house. Especially with the younger kids, it's so easy to be silly with them. And so you can say, I'm going to be the monster. I'm going to march to the bathroom. Follow me. I'm the robot who wants to be the robot. (laughs) And then you can just like, let's march. Who's marching? KK, are you behind me? And so then you can just like trying to get silly and, and march to the bathroom. And so then you're like, everybody grab your toothbrush. Where are the sugar bugs? I see the sugar bugs, get the sugar bugs, you know, and they are so, when they're so little, they think everything's funny. Like my kids might actually also think that's funny, but they would roll their eyes at me. But I think that I might go for this. I like this. Kids are going to like it. In fact, I think she might use the robot later, but (laughs) just being silly and like breaking it up as opposed to, we get so stuck in the, like, you have to brush your teeth go right now if you don't brush your teeth I'm gonna count to three and blah 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 and then we get stuck in this like power struggle but when we flip the script and we use a little bit of fun and a little bit of silly it just makes a little bit of movement and oftentimes kids will go for that mm-hmm. um, or putting their toys away like if their toys are all over the floor and you're like you have to clean up your toys right now and they're kind of being defiant around it you can say okay I'm gonna come in here and and you show me where the dollies go okay do they go over there okay great pick up the dollies and let's take them over there. And then you kind of are doing it together. I think a lot of people think that parenting older kids is somehow entirely different than parenting um, young kids, but it's just that the, the issues are different. The method is the same. So if the child doesn't want to do their homework, you can do the same thing. It's either I'm setting the limit and I'm listening to the feelings around it, or I'm being silly. Like, Oh, I guess my homework is going to get done all by itself. Oh, homework person, come do my homework. Oh, I'm going to call. Do you have the homework fairy? Is the homework fairy coming to do the homework? Oh my gosh. Do you have a homework fairy? I don't have a homework fairy. Shoot. Who's going to do the homework? You know, so it's like, you can still be silly with the older kids. Um, even my daughter, um, Esme, who's 13 and a half, we were in public and she was like refusing to go to this restaurant. She's like, I don't want to go to that restaurant. And I was like, oh my gosh, if you don't go to the restaurant, I'm going to kiss you 700 times. I'm coming over there. I'm coming right now. I'm going to kiss you. I'm hugging you. She's like, oh, you're so annoying. And then I start kissing her and then she starts laughing. And then she's like, okay, I'll go to the restaurant. She doesn't want to. So it's like, you know, you can, it, it is the same method. The kids are just a little bit older, but these tools will work for everyone. And that's but, amazing for, I mean, at least for my household where we used to have just like constant defiance and like, I just felt out of control and kind of like a doormat. Like nobody listened to me. I had no authority in my house. And now I'm like the all time authority in this. house. <laughs> it makes my husband <laughs> mad because he's like, why do they listen to you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Connection. <Yeah. laughs> 
That's why. I know. I know. Well, a lot of people will say, well, uh, my husband does the special time. And so, you know, it's it, that's how we get it done. But I'm like, well, then your husband is reaping the benefits of that connection piece. And you likely won't. That's why it's important for everybody to connect to. And, uh, you know, for if one person works a lot, it's harder to get that connection piece going because they're not there as much. And also a lot of times um, there's one person that the kids kind of gravitate to as the the same safer kind of I'm going to offload all my feelings there. Mm -hmm. And so you, you know, you reap the benefits of that too. My husband, like I said, is a firefighter. So he's gone 24 hours at a time, sometimes 48. And so I'm just naturally the one they're more connected to at all times, but he makes a really big effort. Like he'll FaceTime them every night that he's gone and they'll talk about their day and they're old enough now where they can hold the phone themselves and like... (laughs) Yeah. And and that'll change as they get older too. They'll, they'll need their dad in different ways and that'll just, you know, changes and morphs and it's all good as long as we're all just trying to connect. It's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you think? Because I'm thinking now, even like with my Bible study people, if people, if you're asking your kid (laughs) to do something and they won't, if we're trying to get out the door and I'm trying to get shoes on and they keep saying no, stop and just do something. It's okay. I have five minutes for a special time. Who's in? And yeah. Take the you know, the defiant one and, and connect with them really quickly. Defiant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have the defiant one. Do you? You have one that's more than the other. <laughs> and I'm I not can't saying even tell. Oh uh, I'm not saying. <laughs> I mean I in the past, I think more than now, but yeah. Yeah. So even now, I mean, I feel like there's dynamics in families too. We, you know, often we fill a role. There's the strong willed one and there's the more compliant and that, you know, we have all that. I have that both in my nuclear family and in my own family that there's different roles. Nuclear family. Nuclear family is the family (laughs) I grew up in. Oh, okay. Oh, why didn't I know that? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) just hang around over here a little bit. You have all kinds of vocabulary you do not need. Okay, well, if anybody has more questions on defiance, feel free to direct message either Michelle or I, or you can always get to Michelle through peaceandparentingla.com. Yep, and uh, we will link the special time worksheet, and I would say try start there. Start with special time um, every day with your kid, 20 minutes a day if you can, and see where that leads you, and let us know how that goes, and send us the rest of your questions, and like, and subscribe, and all that good stuff, and send to your friends, because we're just getting started still. Okay, well, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Gemma. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.